your life, and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. Ideas are wonderful. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. In today's episode, I sit down with Dr. Eric Zielinski, health educator and founder of DrEricZ.com and the Biblical Health Academy. Dr. Z's mission is to provide the world with simple, evidence-based tools that we need to experience what he calls the abundant life. Dr. Z is a proponent of natural therapies and is one of the preeminent experts on essential oils. On Dr. Eric Z's journey, he discovered the importance of honoring the body as a temple and treating good personal health as the foundation of a life well-lived. In today's episode, Dr. Eric Z shares with us the incredible physical, mental, and spiritual transformation that took place in his life and how he used essential oils and lifestyle changes to go from being chronically fatigued, addicted to dangerous substances, and riddled with acne to improve his gastrointestinal health and digestion and completely upgrade his life. We discuss how a spiritual shift in his life taught him that health is the number one force multiplier and how you can leverage some simple, inexpensive tools to protect your family and loved ones. We also discuss the common toxic ingredient that can cause unwanted body odor and what to do about it. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Dr. Eric Z. Hey everyone, I know you'll enjoy the interview. If you'd like to learn more of my top biohacking secrets, get a free copy of my best-selling book called The Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus for free at biohackersguide.com. It's over 500 pages of my top biohacks and I'll send it to you for free if you cover a small shipping cost. Get your free copy at biohackersguide.com. And so it all started, man. I had like a radical, I was blind, now I see moment. And um, it was 13 years ago. I was totally unhealthy. Uh, I, I was into a lot of bad stuff and I was addicted to caffeine. I was drinking like a pot, a pot of coffee a day. I was smoking a pack of cigarettes. I was doing narcotics. I was just a lost soul and unhealthy. I mean, I was always unhealthy, really, since I was a kid. And I just lived with chronic GI issues, chronic acne. I was just not really in a place where I was living life, actually. I was kind of like a zombie. And then I had that, you know, again, that spiritual transformation. And I was like, wow, I see things a lot clearer. I was raised to a greater level of consciousness. And I recognized I got to take care of my body. It's truly the only thing I have. I mean, literally, the only thing that I own the only thing I was given to me when I was birthed out of my mama's womb was this body. And I was just empowered to really take care of it. So I started researching. I started studying, pouring out my heart into learning how to take care of myself. I've been able to cure myself of so many issues. Like I live right now, I'm 35, I'm almost 36. And I'm, I'm actually in better health than I can be as far as I can remember. Like I have no pain. I can run, I can jog, I can exercise, I can do stuff. And I love life. And I only see that getting better and better as I get older. And so with that, dude, I'm just burdened, man, with a, with a purpose and with a mission to help people because I know what it's like being sick. And that's one thing I learned when I was getting my doctorate um, in chiropractic college is that the best doctors out there are the ones who know what it's like being ill. It, it, you go to a doctor, if it's all cortical knowledge, if they just, you know, oh, I've heard of your... I've heard of this, this symptom, Mr. Jones or Mrs. Jones. Oh, yeah, I've read that in a book. There's no empathy. You know what I mean? You can't connect. And so one reason I've been able to connect 
really on online with the mega tribe that God's given me is because I know what it's like being sick. I know what it's like being in pain. I know what it's like being debilitated. And I know what it's like getting out of it. So just, again, just a lot of love, a lot of passion in my heart to help folks. That's really cool. What symptoms were you experiencing when you said you were sick? I mean, that can mean a lot of different things for different yeah. people. What was going on with you? Yeah, it's a good question. No, all, ever since I can remember, and, you know, in my mom's defense, she did the best she could, but she never breastfed me. And I was automatically crippled ever since that way, just, just not having that natural colostrum, the natural bacteria, everything that I needed from the breast milk. I didn't get that. I, I got inoculated. I got vaccines when I was a kid too. And so just, just, I just remember being a kid having GI issues like gas, bloating, um, stomach aches. And, you know, I always go back to when I was in high school specifically, you know, being a young guy, all of that erupted and I had cystic acne and then my folks didn't know any better and we went to the dermatologist and I got on Retin-A, which is a horrible drug. I don't recommend anyone getting on that drug. I mean, it's been linked to suicide and just so many problems, cancer. Is that different than Retinol-A, like the skin lotions? Yeah, it's just a heavy major dose and it's, just, I don't know, I call it like a Satan pill. It's just like I very want to caution people from taking this stuff, man, because it can clear up your skin, but anything that works so quick is just not natural because um, I didn't change my diet. You know, I didn't change the way I was living. I had way too much carbs, like processed sugar, white flour. Like I was on the sad American diet, right? The standard American diet. It was just bologna and craft cheese with Wonder Bread. And we had fruits and vegetables and stuff, but definitely not where I'm at now. So with that, chronic GI issues erupted in just horrible cystic acne that created more now mental issues now. Imagine being a young guy. You have gas. You have bloating. Um, you have acne, you just, it wrecks your self-esteem. So that's a, a perfect storm for meeting chicks. Yeah, exactly. Right. Here am I, dude. I'm trying to be a fucking young Bronco trying to, you know, land myself a date and I can just, I'm so uncomfortable in my own skin. And so with that triggered on fast forward through years up and before I, I, you know, had my transformation in Christ, suicidal tendencies, man, deep depression, anxiety, panic attacks. So just all of this connected and in addition, pain, a lot of pain conditions in my joints, in my back, just so many things. And couple that with a hockey injury I had when I was 13, I couldn't even play high school sports, man. So really, I'm actually now at a place where I'm doing a lot of the things I wanted to do when I was younger. But when I say I was sick, I wasn't like in the Ronald McDonald's health with lupus. You know, it wasn't like that. I was just a normal sick person that didn't even know what it was like to be healthy. And that's what I recognize when I talk to a lot of people, when I do a lot of my coaching or helping, talking, speaking, people just don't know what it's like being normal. And they think normal is what I consider sick. Or they chalk and, it up to aging. Yeah. Or, oh, this is just, for me, it's just my normal uh, course of having dairy. Yeah, I just have Pepto-Bismol afterwards. No, that's not, I don't care how young you are. That's not your life's lot, you know? Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about when you started getting better on the faith side and on the implementation of lifestyle changes. Yeah. What were, what were some of the big phase shifts that, that made a difference for you? Dude, I recognize that, and I, and I don't want to get like conspiracy theory on people, but I recognize I see the big picture. I saw it, and I saw the systematic way that we are being just annihilated. The big pharma industry, the big pharma, the big gov push, this whole forced vaccination push, 
the whole system. I started seeing it and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Like we're in the hunger games right now. Like we literally are living in the hunger games. I have friends, no joke, like they had their kids kidnapped, like medical kidnapping. I know what this is like. Um, we're part of this home birth, really kind of granola group in the Atlanta area. And dude, we're always at risk because if you don't vaccinate your kids and stuff, I mean, really, you're just one phone call away from the doctor reporting you and having your kids taken to go get their shots or to get whatever might happen. So it really, it opened up my eyes to the fact that drugs are not the solution. We are not antidepressant deficient. I'm not, you name it. Um, so, so many of the drugs out there, you know, the top three drugs that people are prescribed in America are painkillers, anti-cholesterol drugs, and antidepressants, man. So we are not deficient in these drugs. We're deficient in nutrients and minerals and things that we need through the food. And so all this came together. And then it dawned on me, the whole GMO push, the pesticide push, and I, and I realized, okay, this is something I need to be very intentional about. I can't just haphazardly put things into my body. And that was the other thing. I started to directly see the connection between what I ate really affected how I felt, but more importantly, it really affected my body. And so I started not to look at symptoms either because that's the silent killer. A lot of young people my age or in their 40s are like, oh, I feel good, but they're eating like crap. Well, guess what happens when they're 50, 60, 70? That's when the heart attack happens. And you know what the heart attack, you know what the first symptom of a heart attack is? Or the first symptom of heart disease is? Chest pain? Heart attack. Like the first symptom of a heart attack is a heart attack. Yeah. Think about that. It's like, boom, out of nowhere. And then I started seeing people in the church and, you know, to step on some Christian toes out there, you know, the, the, the sin that's acceptable in the church is gluttony. You don't hear a lot about that in the pulpit. And I started seeing a lot of pastors just way overweight. And I started seeing missionaries dying young at 40, 50 from heart disease and cancer and stuff. I'm like, man, there's something wrong here. And so that just put my, you know, the folks that I connect with most are the most in the natural health space because we get it. We resonate with this message. So it really was a big picture thing. Like we're talking 50,000 feet. Now, once I started realizing that, I started digging down. And the, the answer to your question, the microscopic level, now that we go down from 50,000 to like 1,000 feet or even 100 feet, was sugar. And it was all based off of the fact that I realized that aluminum had a direct effect to Alzheimer's and dementia. And then I realized, dude, I can't use my antiperspirants anymore. Right. This was about 12 years ago. It took me about a year, year and a half of learning and researching. And I started plugging away things little by little by little. And then I did some research. I looked at some studies. I'm like, wow, antiperspirants are really bad, especially aluminum. So what did I do? Being the radical guy that I am, I stopped using antiperspirants. And then what happened? Because I didn't have a good diet at the time, I started to sink. Right. (laughs) And I realized, dude, why do I rank so bad? I remember at work. And just being embarrassed because I had a professional job, always having my armpits like this. And I'm like, okay, why do I smell? Like those old shirt commercials or whatever. (laughs) And I'm like, why do I smell so bad? And that's what drew me along the path of sugar, yeast, this whole thing about really, if you notice a lot of the smell that we have, a lot of us are like overdone, yeasty, kind of bad smelling sourdough bread. I mean, that's because of what we have in Candida. So I had candida overgrowth. I started to approach that. And that was it. I realized that the number one tool that people um, are struggling with, the number one tool that people need to put in their toolbox are anti-sugar solutions. And then it just cascaded to everything. And then I've just been on this anti-sugar crusade for for well over a decade and uh, just being free from that. 
when you mention anti-sugar solutions, are you saying um, solutions that negate the effects of sugar and the, and the replication of candida that takes place when we consume carbohydrates and sugar? No, that's a good question. What I mean is actually cutting out sugar and replacing it with non-toxic substitutes like stevia, maple syrup, honey, converting your world so you're not, I mean, you're, you're becoming an avid label reader. I, I don't even look at the nutritional stats on anything. Like I can care less how much protein or saturated fat. I'll, I literally look at the letters and I look at the words. And if I don't know what an ingredient is, chances are it's not good for me. And if I do look at something that I know isn't good, I just don't use it. And so I started chipping away at virtually everything from the processed stuff to the condiments to the things, even the quote health foods that you get at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods, a lot of it's junk. And I just kicked it all out. And then I realized, okay, let's go back to nature. Let's go enjoy food how it's supposed to be, you know, supposed to be like the flavor that God put in the fruits and vegetables. You know, we don't need to pour all kinds of flavorings and sugars on it. So when I mean solution, cutting it out, replacing it, because I really feel that that sugar craving we get that in a healthy way, is it has an evolutionary advantage for us to eat these fresh fruits and vegetables that are good for us, right? But I don't crave like a Snickers anymore. I, I crave like papaya or mango or um, my little, you know, cool latte with stevia. I love this thing, man, but there's no sugar in it. But I can care less about the calories, like literally, I have no idea. But I care about the sugar. Yeah, for sure. And for a lot of people, I think that transition can be difficult because on one hand, like eating all these processed foods is kind of like the equivalent of going to like a <clears throat> an, an electric music festival and being hopped up on like <laughs> MDMA and cocaine and all that. And you're like, whoa, sensory overload. This is incredible. And then eating natural foods, maybe like going to, to watch Mozart play the piano or something like that. And people are like, what is this? This is lame. But then as your body gets yeah. used to it, you're like, wow, this is actually incredible. This is beautiful. You know, it just takes a little bit of time to transition and realize what we're meant to be putting in our bodies. And that can be difficult for people at the beginning, but it's difficult for everybody. And I think our taste buds adjust. You mentioned can I say something to that? Yeah, yes. please, please. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um, that's a good folks. If you don't have a purpose other than yourself, if you don't have a reason, you're right. It's going to be very challenging. If your reason for doing whatever it is that you're doing is, oh, I want to be healthy or I just want to live longer, that's somewhat of a shallow reason. You have to have a greater purpose. And that meaning, you know what? I want to live longer so I can spend more time with my kids, grandkids, great grandkids. You need to have a reason. Me, I want to honor my body as a temple of the Holy Spirit. I want to do my best. I want to be healthy and strong so I can give to the world. Like I literally have a driving purpose. So you're right, man. There was a couple months that it was like, oh, this food, it was bland. And it, But I will tell you, your taste buds will change. I can't handle like I have not had a conventional piece of cake in over a decade. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Like, I, And I know – like when I go to Starbucks and I get my green tea, I like my green, um, my unsweetened green tea. Sometimes they'll accidentally put some classic syrup in it and immediately my tongue starts to fuzz up and I get dehydrated. I'm like, oh, this ain't good. And like a little sip. My body's so sensitive. So that's the point. Have a purpose. Have a purpose other than yourself. Have like a life goal that why you would want to do this because it is a sacrifice, but realize your taste buds will change and realize you don't have to eat cardboard and rice cakes because a lot of these natural sweeteners are great substitutes. So thanks for that. That's yeah, absolutely. No, thank you. That's a, that's a great point. And so someone listening, they've maybe heard you need to find your purpose. You need to commit. 
But they're like, they don't know how to do that. They don't know the exercise to go through. If, mm-hmm. if someone's working with you and they're, and they're a client and you're going to help them find that purpose and help them commit, what do you have them do? Do you have them do you ask questions to kind of percolate the process? Do you have them write certain things down and journal? How do you go about helping someone do that? If they want to, if they want to do it like right now, listening to this. Yeah. You know, to me, I found, I have found the secret to finding our purpose is to really cap it, tapping in to who we are. And I recognize my gifts. I recognize my weaknesses and it, it took me a while Again, I'm almost 36 years old. It took me nearly 30 years to really tap into who I am, you know? And as a Christian, it's like, who am I in Christ? Like, who are you in your spiritual mindset? Um, what are your gifts? And I've realized what, what my passions are, are oftentimes related to my gifts. And that's interesting because some people are just, they just love, it could be music, it could be art, it could be speaking, it could be pouring into people's lives. What would you do for a living if you didn't have to worry about money? That's a tough question to ask people because people can't even conceptualize it. Like literally right now, I do what I love. I love what I do. I've, I've been doing this stuff, helping, coaching, mentoring, working with people, being like in a biblical health educator for free. I've been doing this for over a decade. And now that I have the opportunity to be compensated for it, it's like my Zen moment. Like, how do you say like, what? You know, it's awesome, right? So what is that? What do you really, really want to do? And if it has an underlying theme of helping people, that's a great tip of this could be this could be the path that you're on. And try it. Do it if you love it. And that's what it boils down to flow. And, and to me, if you, you know about that concept flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the thing, folks. Whatever makes you flow. Like I could engage in this kind of experience. I could type. I could write. I could research. I could speak. I lose time. I lose my sense of consciousness. I don't have to pee. I don't have to poop. I'm just like, when I'm really flowing, I'm not thirsty. I'm just like in, right? And I've had so many of these flow moments where I'm writing or behind my computer for five hours at a time. And I realize like, whoa, what time is it? And that's the pitcher who's throwing the no hitter or the bowler who, you know, does a 300 or the marathon runner who breaks the world record. You have to find your flow. And it's interesting. It's unique for everybody. And so I love it, man. And there's a, there's a documentary called Happy. I recommend everyone. It was on Netflix a while ago. I highly recommend everyone check out this. It was really revolutionary. Um, you really start looking at the research of happiness and gross national happiness like the country of Bhutan practices. Like we have gross domestic product and, and we look at finances where they look at gross domestic happiness. It's really fascinating how Bhutan has fostered this this environment. So you guys look at what tick, what makes you tick, what makes you happy, what makes you joyful, and then just kind of go along that journey. It's a beautiful. And here's the last point is enjoy the journey. You know what I mean? Enjoy the journey. Don't worry about the end destination. That's the secret to life to me. Enjoying every moment by moment. And I just, man, I just love being outside. It's 75 degrees in Georgia. I'm like, oh, I just love the weather. And I just put out my hands and I just like soak it up like a, like a tree. People think I'm crazy, but you know what? I'm flowing. I love life and they could judge me if they want. But man, in that moment, there's nothing else in the world I'd rather do. And the same thing, I try to enjoy that moment when I'm with my children, when I'm with you right now speaking, anything I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's live moment by moment. Don't worry about yesterday. Don't begrudge tomorrow. Just be in the moment. Yeah, for sure. You brought up something really interesting there when you mentioned that a lot of times our, our purpose is tied to our gifts. And I think one of, one of the things that I see a lot of, a lot of folks, and I've, I've done it for decades myself, torture themselves with is trying to bring up their weak points 
which are usually things they don't like. And then it's, it's what, what the end result would be is essentially this individual that's like, okay, at a lot of things. Whereas if they ran with some of their gifts and really dove in headfirst to those, they could be excellent at a few things, which is really like, if you look at the best people in, in their respective fields, a lot of times they're borderline savants. Like you look at, I mean, I know this probably isn't, uh, your favorite type of music, but you look at Eminem and he's considered one of the best rappers alive. He's not good at much else. And he says it, he's like, there's not much else I do. UFC, featherweight champion, Conor McGregor, he's like, I'm obsessed with MMA. He goes, I don't do much else. People talk to me about sports. They talk to me about this. They talk, I I can't even respond. I can't even conversate. And those are just examples, but it's in every, it's in every field. How do you feel about people bringing up weak points versus exploring their strengths and trying to elevate those to another level? Yeah, I got a really interesting twist to that. And I want to validate what you're sharing. You know, it's the concept. We're all part of this body. And the foot can't say to the hand, I don't need you. And the eye can't say to the hair, I don't need you. And whatever you are, you got to figure it out, find it, be drawn by your passion, be drawn by your love, and then do it. Because you're right. There's like, I'm not a handy person. As much as I want to be, you give me a hammer and nails and I just can't build a house. But you give my friend a hammer and a nail and he can build a house, but he can't do what I do. And it wasn't to the point that I recognized who I truly am and to put all my energy into that, that everything exploded in a good way. And finances started following after it and then just joined satisfaction. But we are not an island unto ourselves. And you're right. Mozart, Beethoven, Picasso, look at all these famous people. This is what they thrive in. Yet, here's the interesting thing. Most people don't know this, but I used to be a stutterer. And up until, I mean, 12, 13 years old, I mean, I was five years old up until I was 13 years old, I was seeing a speech therapist weekly. And unfortunately, this is something that runs into my family. And it was hard. It was really hard not being able to speak. And isn't it funny that where my greatest weakness was in that time frame of my life has now become, in a sense, my trophy, where now I'm a professional speaker. This is what I do. And there's a theory called theory of compensation that Dr. Adler came up with in the early 20th century. And the theory of compensation says this, where you are naturally weak, that's where your potential of you being most gifted in. And he came up with this concept because he started studying art students. And he noticed that a lot of the art students that were extremely gifted had um, visual deficiencies, which is somewhat counterintuitive. You would think someone with an art gift would just be like 20-20 vision like a hawk. No. And then he started going backwards into Beethoven, Mozart, and he noticed that historically speaking, we were told that they had ear hearing deficiencies. Well, how can they have hearing deficiencies when they're composers? That was a weakness in their body that they needed to overcome because that's where their natural gifts and talents were. So it's kind of crazy. I needed to overcome my stuttering. I needed to overcome my natural weakness to find where my true gifts were. It's pretty fascinating. Very fascinating. And it parallels to what you were discussing earlier, how a lot of the best healers and physicians have often gone through illness themselves. They had to compensate and overcome and therefore develop the ability to help other people do the same. We, we talked about anti, antiperspirants and deodorants. Um, one of the challenges I've had in the past is finding a natural deodorant that works well. I've had some luck with Green Tidings, which is like a coconut-based one. But I yeah. recommended that to some of my clients, and, and it's worked well for many of them. But one of them even had a reaction to that. What are some of your go-to deodorant products that you've found to be helpful for someone that's trying to get away from the aluminum? 
Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, man, I actually like, I like Tom's of Maine. I mean, for in a pinch, if I'm not making my own, I think Tom's of Maine is a great one. Um, it works for me, and I don't have any bad reaction, of course. It's the aluminum-free version. Um, there's, I don't have it in the top of my mind, but I want to give it to you. I have a, rep, a um, recipe on my website that we put together. And I'm sorry, folks. I, and see, well, one of my gifts is I don't remember like details like a lot of people do. That They remember all the stats and stuff. I'm a big picture kind of person. And on a side note, I used to be hard on myself. Like I used to tell myself when I was a kid I could never be a doctor because I, I couldn't remember things like a lot of other people could. So I worked myself through that, and I found my zone of genius, which is really interesting. So anyway, I'm walking you through it because – I have a recipe um, on my website, DIY essential oil recipe. It's really easy for deodorant. I mean, it's super easy. All you do is you get you get a just a jar, glass jar, or if you have a good BPA-free, non-toxic plastic roll-up tube, you can get a third cup coconut oil, a fourth cup baking soda, a fourth cup arrowroot powder, four tablespoons cornstarch. And then have fun with oils. And you would add 20 to 30 drops of virtually any oils that are safe for topical use in that mix. And some that people have found very effective, like lavender, um, lemon are very favorites for a lot of folks, eucalyptus, tea tree, especially if you're dealing with candida, fungal issues. If you want to go for more like that ancient smell, frankincense and myrrh are common favorites. Peppermint, be careful of because that that could be, you know, I could I could... I like peppermint. My body can tolerate it, but for some people, it's a little too strong. Um, especially, I would stay away from cinnamon and cassia. I would be careful about those, but more of the gentle ones like cedarwood. You, if you're a woman, uh, lang lang, geranium, clary sage. These are fantastic oils, and they also help balance hormones. So yeah, just play. And that's one thing too. You have to play around. You know, you get you get a bunch of therapeutic great essential oils, and you got to figure out what works for you because. You know, my biochemical individuality is different than yours. You just have to find out what, what works, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And for people that want to find that on your website, uh, what's the best way to do that? Is it is it Google search um, with your website? And then do you remember the name of the article? Or Yeah, yeah. They could go to DrEricZ.com. And um, I have a database. And you just, it's a D, it, the recipe or the, uh, the, what is it, the title is called DIY essential oil guide for body care products. So you could just basically go to my website, search for deodorant, and it'll take you right there. And um, Dr. Eric Z, yeah, tons. I have a database, like 70 articles on oils, um, conditions, single oils. I, I just, I find that oils are really an untapped resource for a lot of people. And I want to, the reason why I put together this database was to make it evidence-based because a lot of people are distributors for companies, which is cool. Bless your heart for doing it. We want to spread the message. But a lot of these folks aren't trained. They're like, I'm literally a trained public health researcher. So I know how to sift through the research. And I wanted to give people actual like reality, not just, hey, frankincense cured my cancer, put it in your eyeball kind of stuff, which is crazy because I know people doing crazy stuff with oils and they're hurting themselves. So I want to really give them a safe place to land. So it's, I never would have thought it would have done what it's done. I get literally thousands and thousands of hits on them every day. And a lot of folks are just looking for this information. Yeah, for sure. If you had to limit yourself to just three essential oils, what would they be? And would your recommendations be the same for the general population? Well, no, it wouldn't be for the general population. Um, cause you got to find what works for you. I, I think that's really, really important. And here's the other thing. It changes in time. You know, what my three are today wouldn't be what my three were maybe four months ago. And I'm, folks, I'm believing we always have to be evolving. 
I'm a firm believer we always have to be changing. I, I am not a mono anything kind of person. Like if you eat bananas every day, stop. Like force yourself to stop for a month. You can't eat the same foods. I'm really in tune with the seasons because if we were designed to do something the same way that we wouldn't have fruit in seasons and vegetables, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. We totally lost concept of that. So with that said, you have to find what works for you now. And if you're battling anxiety right now, if you're battling obesity, if you're battling weight, whatever it might be that you're trying to address, those are going to help you find your top three. But for me right now, it's peppermint, clove, and orange. I just, I'm just in this place right now where, you know, right before our interview, I just took a drop of peppermint in my mouth because this is something that I just feel drawn to. I'm actually, uh, you know, my body is telling me too. I'm very much in tune with my body with that as well. And that's more so for peppermint. I love the smell, but I love what it does to me. I love how it opens up my airwaves and research has shown how it literally, literally boosts athletic performance, which is something that you as an athlete, you'd be, you'd be tripped out by the studies that are what they've done in Iran. They've done two different clinical trials on Iranian athletes and they gave these kids, these college students, a drop of peppermint in their mouth or they put peppermint in water that they drank it and they tested their respiratory measures, their breathing, their blood pressure, and they found that they could breathe better, deeper, more oxygen, more blood, their blood pressure went down. It was pretty fascinating how they actually improved athletic performance. And, you know, I, I use the example, it's like legal blood doping. I mean, it's what it is. It's just, if you can breathe better and not have to like focus on like a yoga position, it's just like straight up walk and breathe better. It helps with lactic acid recovery so you're not you know, burned out, you're not sore after exercising. It really does. I challenge anyone who exercises to take a drop of peppermint in some water or just straighten your mouth before you exercise and watch what happens before, during, and after. Peppermint, I love it. Um, I'm orange. very interested in, in trying that because I had yeah. an interview with Dr. Rob Ivker the other day and he, was taught, he, he, he runs uh, sinus survival.com and he was mentioning peppermint as well for opening up the airways and yeah well i, I want to be respectful of your time last two questions oh. what brand of essential oil do you prefer because there are so many and you don't know if the information out there is being saturated by people that are working for an mlm company and favorite diffuser because i ran into some problems with as i mentioned on our, our conversation earlier where i have diffusers that they diffuse if you're about six inches away from the diffuser yeah. but they don't fill the room and that's kind of what I'm looking for. Okay, I'll answer the easy one first, and then I'm going to dance around the next question because I can't answer it. Okay. So um, the diffuser, Green Air. I have no vested interest in the company, and I don't care what diffusers you use. I just find it's the best Green Air, like straight up G-R-E-E-N-A-I-R. Go on Amazon. I love this diffuser because it's the most cost-effective diffuser, and it works. Um, it looks like R2-D2. I mean, it's kind of cool. It's not one of those sexy, looks like a lotus flower, nothing. It works. It, it's going to fill a room of three to 400 square feet. It can run for six to eight hours at a time. It's just, and I have it right here. It's just, it's green air. It's just like you use this thing. You know what I mean? R2-D2. And it works, man. It's very effective. And I would stay away from a lot of the things that cost $100, $200, unless you want it. But we have one of these in like, other, you know, our, we have a diffuser in every room in the house. And that's how we do it. We have some fancy ones for the living room for guests, but that's our staple. The oil brand, I can't recommend it just because of who I am and what I do. But I will give you advice because I think this is really important. There's no just one. 
And I don't care what brand you bow down to and worship. I don't care what brand you sell because it is a billion dollar company. I promise you folks, there are several brands out there that have good quality therapeutic grade oils that you can ingest, put it topically if you dilute, very safe practices. So what I do, I recommend literally going to the company, emailing them, doing their contact us form on the website, whatever, and, and ask them for a report. Straight up, what is your report? How do you source your oils? How do you filter them? And you want to find out. You want to find out what their processes are. Where do you get your oils from and how do you get it from basically farm to bottle, right? You want to understand that. And you want to check online. Be careful because it's so much information. I would not, I would be careful though. When you check online with the positive and negative testimonials, man, all these companies, the distributors just bastardize each other and they fight each other. And to me, it's somewhat biased, very biased, very skewed. So be careful. But however, when you type up a brand and if you get a hundred percent negative reports, that might be an indication you might want to stay away. But if you get a good mix, which a lot of the major brands do, that's a good indication too that it's somewhat safe. Contact the company, ask them, is it safe for internal internal use? Ideally, you want to see the supplement label, like the, the bottle should say supplement on it and that the FDA has given this brand, this company, the safety that, hey, you can in, ingest this and try. And there's nothing like trying it yourself because I've my wife and I have gone through several different brands over the years and again, we're always evolving. We're always changing. And I know the brand I'm using now is not going to be my brand in a year or two. It's just, just how it works. Um, I, I, almost in a sense, I, I've found myself growing out of or growing into depending on the blends. And I'm a big fan of the blends too. You got to find a blend that works for you unless you make your own. So remember, folks, a lot of the companies get these oils from the same supplier. That's, that's a red flag. Because it's not just like this company is the only supplier of frankincense in Somalia. There's a lot of them. So we got to recognize that too. We don't have an unlimited amount of suppliers. So essentially get the same oils for the most part for a lot of the same brands. That's really good advice. And Eric, if someone's listening and they say, well, Eric, you've, you've obviously done your research and you're an expert in this area. Can you maybe narrow it down to two or three companies that I can start with for my research that you know are, are decent? I, I'm sorry, bro. I really can't. And no. yeah, I'm, I, you know why? Because I put on this essential oil summit and it's, it's a huge mega event. It's coming out in August and I've, I've created this non-brand, non-branded thing. So I'm so sorry for that. I oh really no, am. no problem. Yeah. I hate it. I get asked all the time and I just had to say like, you know what, right now I'm just, yeah, I'm sorry, bro. Sure, sure. No, it's all good. So for people that are interested, where can they find out more information about you, your summit, what you're working on and kind of like stay in touch with you that way, follow up. Yeah, please. I'd love for you all to join my newsletter. I have an essential oil database newsletter you can go to and every week that you get just awesome information about oils and how to use them and stuff. DrEricZ.com and that's D-R-E-R-I-C-Z.com. DrEricZ.com. Sign up, join my tribe, um, check me out on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on all the fun channels and I just love to, um, beside the ever dreaded what company do I recommend brand question, I answer all the other good questions. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And yeah. when is, when's your summit taking place? How is, is all that information on your site as well? Yeah, that's going to be launching soon. It's going to be August 22nd of 2016 and it's going to be a one week event. Last year we had 165,000 people so it's a mega, mega event. We'll be announcing it of course on my newsletter. You'll get all the heads up and plus I'm featuring in a lot of summits on a regular basis and I'll let you know like diabetes and anti-aging I, I give all kinds of talks about essential oils and public health concerns about all this stuff so 
Very yeah. cool. Um, last question: What type of what what type of essential oil is in your diffuser next to you right now? Uh, I have this cool little like citrusy deal. I love citrus. Um, it's a mixture of lemon, bergamot, lime. Um, there's a little bit of vanilla. I love the vanilla flavor in it. I love the smell. Citrus is fantastic for mood elevation. It really just calms the limbic system. It really triggers that serotonin rush naturally. So I'm a big fan of citrus in the diffuser. Awesome. Eric, this has been fun. I really appreciate your time. Uh, and, and a lot of what you shared is amazing. I think people will take away some great stuff. So I thank you. Hey, thank you, man. I really appreciate what you're doing. Um, you're, you're just awesome. You are keep, too. Keep it up, bro. You are too. Thank you, brother. This episode is brought to you by AdrenalQuiz.com. If you're concerned about your stress levels and how they might be affecting your health, I highly suggest you head over to AdrenalQuiz.com. AdrenalQuiz.com is an easy-to-use tool for calculating and evaluating different stress-related systems and the effect they have on your body. It's also the first step in understanding how to reset your adrenals to lose weight, maximize your performance, and increase energy. I was absolutely floored when I took the quiz and realized how stressed my body actually was. And since following the program, I've noticed great improvements in my energy, my focus, and just feel like I've experienced an overall physical and psychological reset. So if you're ready to let go of stress and reset your body, I encourage you to check out adrenalquiz.com. That's A-D-R-E-N-A-L quiz.com. This episode is brought to you by The Dream Spa. What is The Dream Spa, you ask? Well, let me give you a little bit of a background because it will provide some context to the mechanisms for how this machine works and how it can help you. So scientifically, light is a nutrient for the body. And just as plants need sunlight to thrive, humans need light to maintain health and well-being. Human cells are activated by particular frequencies and wavelengths of light absorbed as photons. Albert Einstein even received the Nobel Prize and changed the course of physics for his incredible discovery on how photons these fundamental particles of light interact with matter, known as the photoelectric effect. His discovery laid the groundwork for our understanding of the vital role light plays in our biology. So human cells are activated by fundamental particles of light called photons. And at the cellular level, these photons influence our mitochondria, which are the little energy powerhouses in our cells that produce ATP, to produce energy. The photons produced by the dream spa are absorbed by the body through the skin and acupuncture points. The fiber optic properties of connective tissue in our bodies conduct this light and channel it throughout the body. Cells in the human body go through approximately 100,000 chemical reactions per second. And these are not random events, but actually a highly controlled process in which the light acts as the communicator that makes the reactions happen at the right moment and at the right place. So in contrast to the chaotic light produced, for example, by an electric light bulb, biophotonic waves are coherent, which allows them to be modulated and act as information carriers in the body. It stimulates cellular repair and regeneration, recharging the body like a battery and helping to reboot the brain. It's also very helpful with managing stress and maintaining a cool, calm, relaxed state of being. The Dream Spa system, it's comprehensive and a natural solution to the effects of aging and stress like 
overcoming low energy, fatigue, poor sleep, stress, moodiness, brain fog, aches and pains, as well as the physical signs of aging like lines and fine lines, wrinkles, and hair loss. It's based on over 30 years of research by NASA, the National Institute of Health, universities, and researchers around the world in the fields of biophotonics, bioenergetics, photobiomodulation, tissue optics, cellular communication, phototherapy, stress management, and anti-aging. I use my dream spa three to four times a week, typically while meditating. And now for a limited time, you can save 10% on your dream spa by entering the discount code biohacks, that's B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S, at www.lighthealthresearch.com dot com during checkout. Once again, that website is light, L-I-G-H-T, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, research, R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H, dot com, and you enter discount code biohacks to save 10% on your dream spot.